אנחנו זוג בחיים. והמון דמויות על הפרפק My mom. My mom calls me Marina because it's a beautiful name and suits you well. I will also be happy to call you Marina if it's not too personal. No, no, it's fine. Can I also ask you a personal question? Of course. Look, it's a developing area and this apartment is huge. Why are you selling it? Very simple. We decided to go back to France. Really? When did you buy it? We bought We bought it three years ago, and we're about five years here in Israel. But what can you do? It's not exactly the Israel we expected. You're probably familiar with it. You were also, you also immigrated to Israel? Yeah, I'm, it was in 1991. I was still a kid. And also, we didn't really expect anything. So I don't exactly know what you mean when you say that it's not the Israel you expected. Look, maybe you want to sit down a moment? Look, we didn't expect, uh, you know, the same standard of living we had there, but I have there an apartment on the French Riviere. It's a house, I'm telling you, you don't have things like that here. For 800 euros, I'm renting it out. For 800 euros, what can I rent here for 800 euros? Some shack in the, near the central bus station. So we're living off our savings in the bank and what it will, what will sell the apartment in order to survive here for a few more years. It's crazy. And it's not that we don't want to work. Everyone's working like crazy, really. At first I had a business. Today I'm already, well, today I work for someone, but, but it's crazy. I work 10, sometimes 11 hours a day, talks all day long, I work in sales, and what do you think, I make millions? It's uh, normal hours, I work the same hours. I understand, it just drives me crazy, what, don't people don't want to rest a bit, stop for a moment, sit down, talk, drink a glass of wine, what? wine here in Israel, it's only on Friday for the Kiddush. Yeah, obviously. No, but I mean, you know, just so, just have a pause. Take a break a moment. Uh, okay, a cup of coffee, sit with friends. To tell you the truth, whenever I have a meeting, I always do it in a good coffee shop. But it's part of the work, Marina. That's what I'm saying. You understand the difference? And after work, we don't have the strength, the time. We have nothing. And that's how it is from the first day you get here. Pressure, pressure, stress all the time. Probably your parents are familiar with it since they came. No, my, my parents didn't look for coffee or rest. They only looked for work. 
but I know that they came, uh, uh, you know, very intelligent people came from Russia, immigrated. They had a prof- they had a profession, but no language. In Russia, my father was an engineer and my mom was a history teacher. When we came here, they didn't have the language. So, and also the diplomas they had there. So here in Israel, it was worthless. So they needed to start studying everything from scratch and prove themselves and take, take tests in Hebrew. It was really, it's a long story. But how did you get along without money, without a home? My dad was the first to start working. He, he had this relative who took him to move apartments. Ah, like your real estate. No, no, not a real estate person, but to, to a mover. A mover moving chairs, tables, you know. A mover. Ah, an engineer mover. And my mom, in the first few years, she worked in cleaning. And me, I started working when I was, I don't know, about a year after I came to Israel. I started, I, I worked as a waiter. How old were you? 14? It's a hard, it's a difficult story what you had. No, it's a standard, normal story for any family that back then came to Israel. But eventually, I learned to love Israel, despite everything. I remember that at first I had only Russian-speaking friends who were like a Russian ghetto. And when I went to the army, suddenly I discovered a different Israel. And I also served in a combat unit. Really? Way to go. So we got together, we were like this one group, and no one cared where you're from, who you are. We're all the time together. I even... uh, I even got to know my husband in the army. And then we flew to India, we came back, we got married, and I'm very proud that I'm an Israeli, that I live in Israel. You got married without a ring? No, we got divorced two years later. Sorry, sorry. I thought it's a Israeli perfect story, but... No, no, it's simply me with my character. I I divorce anyone. Nah, no way, a woman like you, come on. No, no, he's he's an amazing person. Until now, we have a very good relationship. It's like my story that I, I got divorced. I'm divorcing Israel and we'll stay connected in a good and nice way. Yeah, but what I mean, what I want to say is that I feel that Israel is my home. And you're telling me things like uh, work and living and even, you know, even terror attacks, really. Shalom. Hello, Dr. Leitman. That was the first part of the talk. Uh, uh, that was the first part of the talk between a new immigrant from France and a old immigrant from Russia. Can you understand, Jacques, that decided to leave Israel? Look, it could be natural for a French man, Jewish French man, that... You know, he had it all there. And everything was probably fine. And with his culture and it and everything. Such people, 
Uh, you know, they they move to maybe they move to a different place where they talk where they talk uh, f- French, but you know, I have French speakers in many places in the world, but in Israel, I don't know. Yeah, it's a relatively new phenomenon happening in recent years. There, yeah, yeah, because France is a pretty anti-Semitic country, and it's felt there. And yeah, that's how it happens lately. I have nothing to say, really. You need to help the French get along in Israel because otherwise it's hard for them to get along. Uh, They have, it's it's a very specific style of people. What their lifestyle? No, it's habits, it's uh, looking, it's the way they look at life, it's mentality. It's many things that they're different than Israelis. Different. I, I can't even say. Uh, I'm not researching these things, but... Maybe you can understand them through the Moroccans that share the same culture, more or less. I don't know. I didn't really get into it. The stress, the Israeli stress is hard for him. It's something that we are familiar with. The Israeli stress that wherever you go in the world, you don't feel the same stress life, running around all the time. It's not that it's Israeli, it's simply that Jews that live here, they are creating this kind of atmosphere for themselves, even though that there's no reason for it. It's the, it's, um, you know, common Israeli character. No other reason. Even yesterday, we we went to the sea, and people are honking. There's no traffic jam, but you know everyone's honking. Everyone's you come to the you come to the sea. They sit there for three hours. No one's in a rush. But two minutes ago, they were all in a rush. Why? You're just sitting at the beach. Where does it come from? It comes from. Uh, me wanting to feel myself more successful than others. What can you do? So it's a competitive kind of pressure. No, I can call it competitive. Is it something that can also be positive? It's a kind of character. It won't help you. If it's in a place where Jews and French and, you know, Russians live, then... Uh, it's not, it doesn't stand out that much because then Jews, they adjust themselves to the local population. But if they're like in Israel, then it already becomes, it's, you know, it breaks all boundaries. 
And what's the reason for which Israel is so expensive, what he says there, Jacques, in the, in the clip? That's very objective. You know, researchers show that it's uh, the most expensive country in the world by many parameters. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's something that surprises me, too. I think that it's all artificial. That we generate it? The cost of living, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the cost of living. If we could reduce the cost of living, if we wanted to do it, we could do it. What does it depend on? It depends on arranging the relations between us. We have everything here. We have soil and water and everything. We can grow everything, we can, we can do anything. I'd say that everywhere there's politics, everywhere competition. It's all irrational, irrational. I don't know what to do. Our character ruins everything. And is it... What's the reason? The reason is our Jewish character. It sounds like what anti-Semites say about us, that we're all the time looking to make a buck. Not only to make a buck, not only profit, but... Competition is also a part of our character. Even if there's no profit, nothing to profit, still competition about being first, being unique, being well-known. In short, our ego eventually is the key word here. Our ego is eating us alive and pushing us to be first, competition above anything and everyone. But still, these two immigrations that we represent in the clip, they're very different. The immigration of the 90s, that especially came from the former USSR, and the immigration of the Frenchmen of today. Does every immigration symbolize something different? Could be. I don't know. I came in 1974. And back then, it was... It, it wasn't really an immigration. It was... Whoever could leave, get out of there, did it. And that's it. Today, it's already later. Thousands and thousands came from Russia. Afterwards, from France, as you know, thousands and thousands. But I don't feel it because I was working. I, I didn't really pay attention. But of course, it's hard, you know, to integrate with uh, this foreign culture when people come here if they don't want to. The thing is that I, idea, I, I, I ran away from Russia ideologically, not because things, because I had it bad there. Um, I was in Russia. I was much better off. Than, than I was here. 
But later when people came from there, they ran away from poverty, from hunger, from lack of everything. That's something else. And also like your character in the clip says, Jacques, he says that we had everything and everything's fine, but it's unclear. For him, it's both a cultural and also a monetary problem. So for him, it's also an ideological problem. We'd like to see the rest of it just a moment. Second part, just second. You want to know when did we decide to immigrate? My wife, she's a, she was looking for some Hanukkiah, she had a boutique. She, she found it in a quarter not so good in Paris. She took this Hanukkiah in her hands and two Muslims saw her with the Hanukkiah and they beat her up on her way to the car. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. This is what we've gone through there. It's good that there were two Frenchmen there that saved her, and uh, they broke her car and whatnot. Eventually, she came home, and I decided at first she didn't really want to because we're living in, in a good area. There were never such problems there, but I told her, enough. We're Jews. We need to live with our family, like you said, in our, house, in our home. Let's go to Israel, and that's our place. But what can I tell you? Since the day we're here, we're not, we're really, <laughs> we, we don't feel Israelis. Sometimes only in order to be ashamed of it. Why? Because wherever I go, for example, they hear my, you know, they hear my accent. Ah, he's French, so you know, let's cheat him a bit here, a bit there. He probably has money everywhere, in the taxi, in the marketplace. I tried to open a business of my own here with an Israeli partner that screwed me. You know, people are... They they cheat people here in everything, I'm telling you. It's unbelievable. And if you don't see something, how it's made or done with your very eyes, be sure that someone cheated you. You don't have something like that anywhere in the world. And it's not anti-Semites or anything. People here. Look, I, I don't know. I think that every person is trying, searching to, you know, to make a living. No, no, it's not that bad anywhere. And it's not only a matter of money. We didn't come for the money either. We had it all there. It's like you're saying, it's a home and everything, but it's just talk. What? Uh, you know, everyone's talking about the strong army that we have. We hear the Tikva anthem. We even cry. Great. But once it's over, everyone goes back to screwing each other. There's nothing. So my wife, Giselle, she was the first to say, Jacques, despite everything that she went through there, let's go back. At least there we're reminded that we're Jews and that we're unique. Because here, we don't feel, we don't feel neither that we're Jews nor French nor, nor special in any way.
My parents, they rented their first house in, in, in the city of Natania from a Russian real estate agent. He took money from them and disappeared. And there's no apartment. You understand? He disappeared. No apartment, nothing. I hope you didn't learn your secrets of the profession from him. No, no. I don't do things like that. I'm here for five years. You're here longer. You're here 30-something years. But tell me, did something really change? They're saying it's a young country, everything's developing. Fine. But 30 years down the line, did something change? Did people become more like in a family or maybe to the, the other way around? I'm sorry, but I don't really understand what family are you talking about. It sounds kind of naive what you're talking about. There are different people of different kinds, and you can't arrange the world according to how it seems to you. So let's let it be. This isn't what we came for. We came like uh, all other Jews in Israel to do business. So let's do business. Yeah, this is a contract. What kind? It means that you can sell, you can sell this apartment. Okay. Only through me. Okay. I don't know if I'll understand something. It's a standard contract. If you want, we can go over it and read it together. I'll explain everything. But <laughs> oh, we'll read all night long. Eventually, you have to trust people a bit. Even Jews. <laughs> Even Jews. <laughs> Acronyms, very well. <sighs> okay, I'll keep this. Okay, thank you. One for me, thank you. Okay, so we'll stay in touch. Very happy that we're working together. It was nice to meet you. I'll walk you to the door. No, no, I know the way, don't worry. Thank you very much. All the best. Okay, now we saw the second part of the video. And Jacques, my character, he's, his character really wants to feel that, he really wants to feel that Israel is like a family. Is it a naive desire? Could it be that way? Marina says, I'm naive. Of course, anyone who comes here wants to be accepted, welcomed warmly, that people will, you know, make a few steps toward him, help him. But what can you do? That's how everyone is. Everyone wants that. 
And on the other hand, no one understands what it means for him to be accepted nicely, warmly. I felt from many people when I came to Israel and well, first of all, I, as I came here, I started working in the army. Two, ma- two months after I immigrated to Israel, I already started working in the army, in the military, and I felt good, actually. I was among good people. They weren't crude or anything. Back then, maybe, but it seems that Israelis are not bad. They're simply confused. Um, Maybe that's how they seem to us. I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about them. Of course, there are crooks among them. Sure. But usually... I didn't meet many such. Maybe, maybe I'm judging things too early. I don't know. I maybe succeeded in, you know, slipping in between all those criminals and bad people. Even Marina, who's really nice, I don't completely trust her. Why is it so hard for us to trust each other? You know, to believe each other, it's really hard. Obviously, because it's also it's the Jewish character, not Israeli necessarily, but Jewish that we're always, um, for thousands of years, we're living a very difficult history, and therefore we suspect everyone that because of the difficulties that we've gone through were a bit crooked. Yeah, that we suspect everyone. Is it because of the Jewish history? I think so. I think so that we suspect even Jews, were it clear to us that we're like in time of, uh, that it's like in times of war or something like that, then we can connect some more between us in order to be, in order to be able to withstand or resist or stand up to anyone who comes against us. But once it's not clear to us who is our enemy, then we immediately fall apart. We can't be together when we have it good. It's a paradox. That's actually the best time to be together and rejoice and be happy. No. According to our ego, we can't connect unless the external conditions are really pressuring and threatening. Then we're willing to connect and somehow... From Jacques' story that they experienced certain blow because of the anti-Semitism, like many others who came here, that they came because of these fears of anti-Semitism, etc. 
And he like took one step forward and two steps backwards. My character, Jacques. I don't know if you can compare it, but before the um, before the Holocaust, it's like we didn't learn nothing. We're not learning. That's for sure. That's something else. We are not learning from nothing. No. How could it be such a smart people? They have their big ego and whether they don't understand what they need to learn from it all. They didn't learn that they need to be in some other place, not among enemies, and they could never get along with them. And they let him get along with his enemies just in order to, uh, you know, shake everything that there is out of them later and throw them away. I don't think that it's something that we'll learn. What exactly is that important lesson that we're learning nothing from? To go back to France. That's the thing. It doesn't help. The desire for a good life is stronger than the danger of... Look, I'm sure that if you set the more or less proper conditions for any Jew in Israel, then a minority of all those that are here will remain a very small part of the entire population. They'll gladly take their stuff and move to any other place where they'll have an apartment and a job and more or less for things to be correctly made for them. But still, there's something that pulls us here. The problem is that anti-Semitism is keeping us it's a negative force instead of a positive one. The negative force here among us is something that we're not developing. And that's the problem. And that's why once there's something in some other place or it seems to us, then let's move there. And therefore, there's this kind of, you know, people are leaving. To live together for us, it's really hard. And what's that positive force? For that, you need education. How are we special and what we need to be together? Why eventually, only by being together, by developing how to say, um, by developing a mutual attraction toward each other, affiliation, can we exist correctly in a good and nice way? We have no other place. This is something that we don't yet feel. We also see it uh, from the youth. Yeah, our our daughter said that if she could, maybe she'll move uh, to live abroad. Uh, we thought maybe it's a shame that we took her abroad for for a trip. Maybe it confused her. It's the Jewish character. There is nothing you can do about it. But you can develop it, this kind of education. You can develop it, but on condition that we invest in it. And in the scene, Jacques tells Marina that he's ashamed 
for the Israel that he's living in. You, as already a veteran immigrant who had the difficulties of immigrating to Israel, is there a reason for which you're proud of being in Israel, proud of being a Jew living in Israel? Do you have that kind of pride? Pride, I don't know. I don't stumble upon being proud of being an Israeli or living in Israel. Because of my profession, maybe. I'm proud of who I am. And what am I presenting to others? Meaning, I'm not so much of an ordinary character because I have as if what to be proud of. But um, Israelis? Israelis? <laughs> <laughs> they are proud they are proud for yeah is there really something to be proud of besides the we're we're not ashamed of the lack of culture of the lack of courtesy we don't understand we I mean Israelis we don't understand that we need to nonetheless behave in a more cultural way, more politely. But what can you do? On the other hand, we were abroad not long ago, and there people are very cultural and patient. No one enters my own space, personal space. And here in Israel, everyone's like getting into your life, butting in. And then I thought maybe the hate and the pressure, maybe it's also because we care about each other, because abroad we felt that everything's very... You know, there's culture and everyone's polite and courteous, but you don't feel that kind of closeness there. Here you have hate and everyone butts into your life and everyone has an opinion about your life. Maybe they don't even know you, but maybe it's because we really care about each other. Yes and yes, that's both are true, but we won't solve these problems. Can't we invert it from hate to love? Now there's like unfounded hatred. If we could understand what our role is above the state of Israel, above all the problems, what can we solve by our special education? that exists in our nation, then we'd look at ourselves a bit differently. Nonetheless, the people of Israel don't want it in the meantime. What we need to understand is that we are a special people and that we need to eventually connect with each other as hard as it is. Uh, you know, um, compared to the connection and any other people, and that 
through our connection, we save humanity. It's not that we just give them some nice example, pretty example, but on condition that we connect with each other, we force them to connect too, in a good, a nice way. And therefore, there too, there is a source of their negative attitude toward us because we're not connecting. They can't be connected and live uh, with each other. And in general, all around the world, they can't have good relations because of that. But that's already something maybe we'll talk about it some other time. Therefore, we're going back to France. But there, I'm not sure things are going to be better. No, things aren't going to be better for sure. Humanity will pay us back in France too. Of course, we'll nonetheless need to come here, settle here, learn how to live in a good and nice way with each other, and love another as yourself according to this rule. Because we're Jews and because we're so hard, we actually need to um, keep a good connection between us. And then we will really build, uh, we will um, We'll have a good, uh, we'll build a good and nice example for everyone. Better than the French Riviera where I have a house. I don't know. I didn't find anything special there. Once I took a trip to France from Switzerland, through all of France to the ocean. The second time I was in Paris for a long time. I traveled a bit in the south. But I don't know. If you disconnect from all the pretty literature that we read in childhood, all the romance, then the truth is that I didn't find anything there. And how do you feel? How are you impressed by the the beauty, the environment, something that you feel in the place where you are? I mean, of course, of course, there are beautiful places, and many of them there and in the rest of the world, out everywhere. But it's good to see it. It's like going into a museum and coming out of it. Nothing you can do to live among all these sculptures. I can't. And to live in some pretty gardens uh, around the world, I can't do that either. Therefore, where are we going back to? We're going back to what's yours. And to bring a person closer to what's his, that's very important. That's what we need. That every person that comes here will feel that this is mine. And we need to keep it that way, that it will be ours and not that we sell off our 
precious, tiny, unique land to everyone. And the difficulties of immigration, do they help immigrants, Jews that come here to feel that it's mine, suppose like my character in the movie, that she pretty much, uh, she's pretty connected to Israel, she says that it's her home despite the difficulties she's been through. Could be. But it depends. I, I don't think that that's the main thing. I think that the main thing is to educate, teach every Jew that this is his and he can't escape it. He can live a thousand years in France or in Russia or some other place, but still he goes back here. And therefore, here we need to build our home, our foundation, only this way can, will we be able to come to our real place. Okay, so that's probably what Jacques, my character, is missing. But it'll, it'll pass. He'll go back to France, and you'll see that there too you can't find rest. Maybe not to sell the apartment. Who knows? I'm confused already. But you signed already. You signed the contract. So we'll see to be continued. Good luck to you. All the best. Find your place. Good luck.